On to our final speaker of the morning is uh, Teho Tufangu. Teho is a senior consultant at Mobius Consulting South Africa. She has a BCom Information Systems and, manage, uh, and Management and various certifications uh, ranging from CSX to ISO 27001 Implementer and Lead Auditor and ITIL, amongst others. She's got uh, going on six years, I think, of experience in cybersecurity and information security assurance. Um, she has been involved in an array, an array of projects which exposed her to all the different aspects of, of security, including cyber audits, cyber gap assessments, doing NIST assessments type work, developing information security roadmaps. At a technical level, she's also got experience with control design and implementation across a range of technical areas such as data security, uh, DevSecOps, incident management, etc. Uh, of current focus is on um, assisting uh, one of our main clients with incident management, incident response, incident simulations, um, and just thinking about you know, threat intelligence and threat hunting. She also gets involved across our various clients just to understand what processes and um, organizational structures they put in place around threat management. So I think this one for me is very interesting because threat management is a relatively new discipline. Um, and so very interested to see what Seho has put together for us. So um, over to you, Seho. Thank you, Ray. So as Ray mentioned, I'll be taking you through the Mobius threat management capability model. And essentially this model sets out um, all the elements that are actually required um, to implement an effective threat management capability within an organization. But before we actually unpack it, let's first look at why we should be moving towards a more threat-based thinking approach um, to security. So according to IBM, uh, threat management is a process used by cybersecurity professionals to prevent cyber attacks, detect cyber threats, and respond to security incidents. Now, if there's one thing that we all know and that is consistent in the world of cybersecurity, it's changed, be it um, changes uh, introduced by the move to the cloud or remote working due to the pandemic, um, automation or the integration of teams and systems, we can all agree that all these changes have made the protection of our, our, our environments uh, more complex than ever. And moreover, these changes have also encouraged a mutation and evolution of known threats and risks. Thanks to the availability of emerging technologies such as machine learning and artificial intelligence, modern day cyber attacks have reached a, le a level of sophistication and speed that is seemingly undermining security, um, standard security controls, resulting in these customized attacks going undetected and ultimately adversely impacting organizations. So how do we actually respond to this as cybersecurity professionals? Well, from our experience, we've noted that organizations simply need to evolve from taking a passive defense approach to a more proactive and predictive defense approach to threat management if they want to stay abreast of cyber criminals and prevent avoidable attacks. Now, in order to do this successfully, it's important that security teams adopt a threat-based approach and thinking when designing security controls. 
Although today's webinar is meant to help spark a new school of thought, it's also important for us to note and acknowledge that this whole thread-based um, approach to security is so much of a new discipline. In the past, we've seen that security teams have been taking a more risk-based risk approach to security. And while that has been useful in preparing for and preventing um, potential damages and losses, a lot of threat information has been slipping through the cracks and not being utilized intelligently, thus leading to advanced, advanced persistent threats um, thriving in environments. So I'm just gonna qualify this by taking you through some of the observations we've encountered in our clients' environments. So we've seen quite a bit of um, information fragmentation due to inefficient understanding of existing services available, um, as well as tools and techno uh, technologies and capabilities that are in place. This has led to a lot of blind spots, which compromise the ability to actually identify, protect and respond against threats. Um, we've also come across a lot of lack of relevant skills, you know, and this is all because it's a, a new discipline. So security teams don't necessarily have the relevant skills um, required to actually manage their threats. And again, we've also noticed that due to COVID and remote working, um, there have been some new threats that have been uh, introduced, and now those are also being exploited. Uh, the other thing that we've also noticed is threat actors have become more and more rela uh, relentless. And according to Skybox Security in their 2020 trend uh, report, they noted that there have been almost double the number of new um, threat attacks between 2019 and 2020. Again, we've also um, noted that sometimes uh, the low hanging fruit are sort of ignored. So we shouldn't, you know, ignore the medium severity threats or risks as they can sometimes actually cause the most exposure. And finally, we've also seen an increase in um, operational technology environments being exploited um, as they usually tend to have uh, pure maturity levels of security as compared to um, IT environments. Now, I just want everyone to note that these have been our observations. They're not necessarily the gospel truth, and they may not necessarily be applicable to everyone. But these observations certainly do highlight the point that security teams are yet to fully adopt the thread-based thinking um, approach to security and exploit all that it can offer to them. Now, the school of thought, when used to its fullest, allows security teams to use and mature tools and techniques, some of which were demonstrated by Rob and Barat, of course. Um, and these can be used to, you know, proactively protect against threats. We have noticed that organizations actually invest a lot of money and resources into capabilities which are not fully exploited or being used to their fullest potential. Now, um, we're going to look at how we can actually go about changing that narrative and get to a point where we use threat information intelligently. So I'd like for us to actually unpack and understand what it is we need to make a threat management program or model work. So there are three key elements to this. 
its processes, technology, as well as people. In terms of processes, we need to be able to develop processes which can help us identify threats, um, define threat hunting, threat reporting, and analysis processes, among others, of course, as well as identify where we can actually leverage on existing processes. Um, I will obviously unpack this as well a bit later in the presentation. Um, secondly, we have technology. So the key thing here is to make sure that we ensure that we have the right technology in place and that we have the right systems in place and where possible, we actually automate some of these yeah, processes. And finally, we have people. We need to be able to clearly define um, the roles and responsibilities that people play um, in making sure that threats are managed in an organization. And also ensuring that people actually have the right skills and um, the, the right skills, training and qualifications uh, required to actually manage threats in the organization. And also we need to clearly define what those KPIs are um, in order to support those people who are managing the overall threat management um, process. Now, it's important to also note that defining those KPIs may be a bit challenging. As I've said before, threat management as a whole is a new um, discipline in comparison, in, in, uh, comparison to its more uh, matured counterparts, such as patch management, for example. So, these three elements are just what's necessary at a bare minimum um, when implementing a threat management capability. They are meant to allow organization or security teams to stay informed on relevant threats, gain visibility on those threats, proactively protect against those threats, and also exhaust available resources to counter against attacks. And also, the overall objective is to make sure that there's a unified um, security threat framework, which allows for security teams to easily have a threat view um, and navigation of threat information, thus allowing for the intelligent use of information in protecting um, the environment. Now, the first of those three elements, as uh, mentioned, is processes. So we've basically identified um, the four high-level processes which form part of the Mobius uh, threat management capability model. And at a strategic level, we basically um, need to be able to have a clear view of what those threats are which are relevant to the organization. Now, this can be achieved through um, threat profiling, as Bharat has explained, as well as you know, through the risk analysis um, activities. At a technical level, we need to be able to identify um, to identify and also develop controls that are required to identify, protect, detect, um, respond, as well as recover from those threats that have been identified in the process above. Next, we have the operational level, which basically sets out the day-to-day -day activities that are required to manage identified threats. And also at this level, the ongoing threat detection and prevention activities are conducted um, and information is actually collected, given a bit more context and then used as a form of proactive threat management. Finally, we have at a technical level, um, 
we have uh, processes at a technical level. And these consist of various threat, um, threat monitoring, threat hunting um, activities, which are basically conducive for obtaining um, predictive threat information that will be useful for the ongoing um, threat monitoring. Next, we have the second element of um, our model, and this is the technology. This basically sets out um, the technology that's required to manage threats. And some of these, again, have been detail, um, unpacked in detail by Rob, but um, let's just look at all the others that can be useful for this purpose. So we have um, threat hunting tools. These can um, be used for proactively searching for cyber threats that are lurking undetected in um, a network. We also have OSINT, which is open source intelligent, uh, threat intelligent um, sources. This uh, was explained, I think, by Rob. Um, and these can basically be used for collecting information um, from publicly accessible databases, the deep web, dark web, and so on. We also have threat intelligence services, such as Darktrace, for example. And these can be used to detect, investigate, and respond to threats. Um, we also have ISACs, these are information sharing and analysis centers, and they are generally organizations which are dedicated to enhancing cybersecurity through collaborative sharing, and they're usually industry specific, and they facilitate the sharing and gathering of information. And likewise, we also have uh, government and other adversaries, which like ISACs are committed to sharing information um, in an effort to enhance security and also drive the whole element of uh, collaborative um, information gathering. Then we also have um, SIEM SOCs so, uh, as well as SOARS, and these are platforms that are most likely uh, pre-existing in an organization, and these can be used um, to help collect threat-related data from a range of sources and also automate um, the responses to those threats. We also have um, indicators of compromise, and these are generally meant to enable information security professionals um, in, to actually detect any intrusion attempts or other malicious activities that are happening. And finally, we have threat and um, incident management tools, which can aid in the overall tracking and reporting on incidents. Finally, we have the last element, which is the people aspect. Now, these are basically the people who are needed to make this whole model work. And at a strategic level, we have the key role players whose main responsibility in this is to provide strategic direction and provide overall support to the broader threat management team. The key players include the board of directors, um, executive managers, as well as the CIO. And their main um, role here is to basically set the tone at a strategic level and provide the threat management team resources that are, require, that are required to build a threat management capability. 
And now because of all of this, it's important that um, people at this level actually understand the importance of threat management and have a high level view of their organization's threat um, landscape so that you know, it can be easier to actually get their buy-in and support for the overall threat um, management program. At a, at a technical level, we have the information security officer and managers, as well as the risk officers. Now, they are prim primarily responsible for ensuring that um, the threat management strategy set by the organizational leaders is actually implemented. They are responsible for developing a threat management program, which will guide the operational teams. Now, the risk officer's role here should not be undermined in this model as they will play a very key role in ensuring that all those identified threats are actually acknowledged and formally registered so they can be managed and remediated accordingly. Finally, at a technical level, we have the technical team. Um, they actually sit at both the operational and technical level, and their key responsibilities are to basically manage the day-to-day -day activities that are required to manage threats on an ongoing basis. This involves conducting um, threat hunting, pen testing, threat monitoring activities, among others, of course. Now, the key to getting the people part of this model correct is to ensure that there is a dedicated team that is primarily focused on ensuring that threats are mitigated in order to protect the organization. Now, let us look at how all these elements actually come together. So this is basically a high level view of the threat management capability model, which was developed by Mobius. And this mo uh, model, as I've unpacked it throughout the presentation, basically sets out the minimum um, needs that are required to help an organization manage their threats. So unfortunately, this actually brings us to the end of my presentation. But as Raymond has mentioned, these slides will be available to you and you'll be able to take a closer look at um, this model and how you can actually apply it in your own environment. Thank you for your time, and I'm happy to take any questions. Thank you very much, Echo. Sorry, I was just answering a question there. So thank you very much. It's very interesting, and I think it's, I haven't seen anything out there that um, that sort of defines how we should build a threat management capability. So, so thank you very much. And as you said, it is a relatively new discipline within cybersecurity. So, so very interesting um, that you've gone and done that research and, and looked at what all our clients are doing. Um, I don't know if there are any specific questions around, around the model. I've got one question from Rafa that said, um, yeah, how, how, what is the correct size of an IT security team for an organization? <laughs> I don't know if you, you're able to um, uh, give us your thoughts around that. Too. I, don't think, I don't think Rafa is talking specifically around uh, threat team, but just generally, you know, uh, I don't know if there's a, a, an easy way to answer that, but I don't know if you want to give it a go. Sorry, Ray, what is the, the size of a team? So I didn't catch your question. Yeah, so Rafa's question is, what is the correct size of an IT security team for an organization? Well, <laughs> I don't think there's a one size fits all type of um, response. I think that's relative to the organization and uh, the 
capacity they need to manage um, your security capabilities. Okay, yeah, I think so too. I think it really depends on the type of organization, uh, the size organization, the, the threats, the, the critical assets. Uh, you know, you can have a small organization that deals with highly sensitive information and, and, and highly critical systems. So your, your security team might be slightly bigger and you might have a large organization that doesn't deal with you know, any um, critical systems or information. So you might have a smaller team. So it really depends on, on what your organization does the size of the organization, the geographical spread, your critical systems, the threats. So I think it is quite a quite a broad uh, question to answer. I've got a question from my side. Um, yeah, so why do you think organizations are are battling with the implementation around threat management, and 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 why is it so important to get this right? Uh, just uh, I know you've got you've you you've been having a look at some of the statistics out there. So maybe just if you can give us some insights around that. Yeah, so I think, Ray, as I had mentioned, you know, over and over in the presentation is that, well, for starters, for starters it is a new discipline. Um, I think, you know, overall, security teams have been sort of using this whole risk-based approach to um, managing security in their organizations. And um, the whole idea of threat-based um, or taking a threat-based approach is quite new. Um, and it's so new, like um, you mentioned, um, that even the SANS, uh, S-A-N-S, um, has conducted a survey. And in their survey, they also identified that 51% of the organizations that were surveyed um, reported that they actually lacked the skilled staff and relevant training that was required to actually successfully perform um, any of those threat hunting activities as well as other related activities. Um, but again, it's important because uh, organizations that do get this right see a significant improvement in their overall security posture um, when they take a threat-based um, approach to security. And also, I think it's important to mention that a threat-based um, approach to security sort of magnifies um, all the elements that could possibly um, make up an adverse uh, or could relate to a negative impact or a vulnerability being exploited and therefore um, adversely affecting an organization. So, you know, as opposed to a risk-based approach that just focuses on, you know, the potential damage, um, a risk-based, the importance of, you know, making sure that we do get this right is that we need to be looking at what else um, over and above, you know, the damage, what else can, these uh, threats bring um, into the environment. Yeah, so that's the threat-based approach, isn't it? Yes, exactly. All right, so thank you very much, Seho. I really appreciate it. I think that's really cool. Um, and as I said, we will be distributing this presentation, so you'll get those slides and you can get those pictures. Um, so yeah, if I can, we've got three minutes left or two minutes left. I've got one question I'd like to pose to the entire panel. I'm not sure what sort of answers we're going to get, but this was a very interesting question. So if you can just put your cameras on and, and mics on again, but a very interesting question from, um, from someone who said from, uh, sternly again, who said, yeah, wh wh what sort of turnaround time can we expect, expect from our blue team who are expected to respond to a sort of zero day attack or an alert that has no context. You know, so, it's, so Bharat put up that, 
that that uh, example of 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 a of an alert with no context. How do we how do we I suppose how do we firstly deal with that and then um, you know how do we go about adding the context? I suppose I'm not sure we can answer the turnaround time. Um, so I don't know, uh, uh, Bharat, do you want to maybe give a shot at answering that? Is what do we do when we, how do we go about looking at something without the correct context? So we would need the context. So if we get an alert like this and we found it uh, in our mails, for example, we would need to go to the controls and look at how the threats came to be. We would need to find the information, for example, the source and the destination of that app from which country it occurred, what, the, what was the time frame? So we would need to build this, this image first before we are able to, to tackle the threat. And that is going to consume precious time during the incident response. And that is a reason why we want to, our alerts to be very contextual and meaningful right from the start. Okay, perfect. And Seho, just from a process perspective, I suppose, how would we then deal with something like that? You know, we've got, now we've got some who, you know, what, what is the process we go through around initially getting some sort of alert without context to all the way through to responding to it. Sorry, Ray, um, I missed your question there. Just, yeah, just what sort of process would we follow from the time we first get alerted to this, um, this incident uh, to the time we actually take action and, and who would typically be involved? So from a, from a process and people perspective. I think I think we've lost Seho there. Okay, not to worry. Okay, we'll. So thank you very much. We 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 are a little out of time. Sterney, I hope that answers your question. I know there are some additional questions that we have um, on the board as well. But if anyone wants to uh, put those questions through to us, you are welcome to contact us. I've got all the contact details um, up on the presentation at the moment. Um, I think it was a very enlightening and, and interesting presentation. So thank you very much to all our speakers. Thank you to our organizers, Danilo. Thank you to our marketing team in particular, Odette and Malala for all your assistance. Um, and yeah, it was very interesting and exciting for me as well as MC. So thank you very much, everyone.